this is Jewish Board Talk with Sheree Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Last Friday, in a remote and rural village school outside Kwakwani, the SAJBD and UJ officially opened the Ngai Chimisano Learning and Resource Center at Anyani School. Ngai Chimisano is Shivenda for Working Together, and the name was decided on by the school's governing body. I'm delighted to have now as my guest, Vice-Chancellor and Principal of the University of Johannesburg, Professor Letloka Mpedi, to tell me the backstory. Professor, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Uh, good afternoon, Charissa, to you oh, and, 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 and your listeners. It's so great to be on High FM. Professor, can you believe it's just a week ago that we were standing yeah. in um, Kwakwani? Yes. I'm opening the new yeah. resource center. Yeah. I mean, around this time, I remember we were having lunch, you know. <laughs> time flies, yeah. Um, tell me the backstory about yeah. how UJ became involved with Kokwani. Yeah, it's it's a decade-long, over a decade-long story where um, our colleagues in the Faculty of Engineering and the Built Environment uh, were driving past this remote forgotten village and they saw the hardships that the people were going through. You won't believe it, Charissa. People... Um, shared water with animals, you know, on the river, Mutale River, because um, the diesel-operated, uh, you know, borehole that they had where they got water, when they ran out of diesel, then they were left destitute. So then they came up with a phase project, including using solar to pump fresh water for the villagers, and then it expanded to solar-powered streetlights, and then a preschool and a bakery that produces, I was told last week, 200 loaves of bread, you know, on a good day. And if it's not a good day because it's solar powered, then they do 140 loaves uh, of bread per day. Amazing. Saving 10 villages. It's incredible. On a previous visit, I had the opportunity to to see the village and the creche. And I need to pay tribute to your colleagues in that department for the commitment and work that they do. Putting solar up sounds so simple and easy. Yeah. Getting a bakery operational, yeah. well, how difficult can it be? Yeah. But when you see the amount of time and effort and thought yeah. that goes into it, yeah. it's truly remarkable. It, it is It is amazing. I mean, when I gave my few remarks there, I couldn't help it. You know, you'll remember um, when I said what they are doing is truly God's work because mm. they do it with love and care and, and, and helping um, you know, the forgotten people. I can do something nice for you, Teresa. And then, then it ends there. But there, you impact on the people that are there, but their children, their daily existence and so on. It's remarkable. And I think that's one of the reasons yeah. why, well, there, there are a couple of reasons why the mm. Jewish board mm. chose to partnership, partner yeah. with UJ on this yeah. project. <laughs> and one of them is that the impact yeah. that we have yeah. is so great. Yeah. The more rural, the more, gr- the more great the impact. Definitely. And, and I would like to use this opportunity to thank, um, the South African Jewish Board of Deputies again, once again for partnering with us, uh, in, in, in setting up this learning center. This is a life changing, um, you know, uh, project. Um, it was our former president, uh, Mandela who said, you know, um, education is, uh, is, I'm paraphrasing now a tool that can really, take a, a son of a domestic worker and take that person to become something amazing in life. And uh, looking at that um, learning center with uh, satellite internet 
the difference is going to make for those kids that walk like 14 kilometers. One day we'll be retired. These kids will be saying, oh, it started with that learning center that was you know, set up by the South African Jewish Board of Deputies. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Let's just describe that, that school a little bit. Um, it's a school and it services the region. Yes. And the region is very uh, rural and yeah. remote. Yeah. There are no buses. Yeah. So children come from surrounding areas yeah. walking 14 kilometers yeah. each way. Yeah. Each way. Each way. So 14 kilometers to school. It's incredible. A full day of learning. Yeah. 14 kilometers back. Back home. Which leaves very little time yeah. actually yeah. for, for other kinds of what what I really enjoyed, yeah. Professor, about the school mm-hmm. is um, prior to your visit, yeah. we met with um, um, Headmaster yes. Mr. Ndor yes. and his governing body. Yes. And we were speaking about the school and what they needed, yeah. etc. Yeah. Yeah. And what was so lovely yeah. is that the governing body themselves yeah. came up with the the, wor- the name Ngachimisana, yeah. which means working together. together. Yeah. And the fact that there was so much input yeah. from the governing body yeah. And uh, the representative spoke again mm. at the opening, yeah. and he urged the community yeah. to look after and yeah. care for yeah. what has been given. Amazing. And I think I really appreciated mm. the fact that it didn't matter where they were. Yeah. They, were um, they were working together as schools should yeah. be working. Yeah. I'll tell you, uh, those words were really touching because uh, even the chief, when the chief spoke, said, look, we don't want to come back here and find this, this, this learning center not being used for its intended purposes, purpose of being vandalized. Then it's, it's, it's ownership, you know. And even for uh, the SAJBD as donors, it will be encouraging to do more. Look at how many projects, you know, end up being white elephants because the people that are supposed to benefit from these projects do not look after them. I want to share a quick story about the type of ownership one can expect from these villages. I mean, UJ, um, uh, Faculty of Engineering and the Built Environment, installed um, solar-powered pumps, water pumps, at another village where people go for nine months without water. And the students and the professors um, were uh, worked until late in the evening, around 9, 9, 9 p.m., and they retired, you know, and with the aim to come back early in the morning to come and continue with the installation. And to their surprise, they found ashes, you know, fire ashes around, uh, ash around the, the site where they were working. And only to learn that villagers spend the night there guarding their tools and equipment. That is ownership that we want. And that is so encouraging for one to do more to support such people. Because then whatever additional things you do later on builds on what is already in place. You don't go there and install the same pump, stolen, vandalized, and so on. And the same, I'm sure, will be the case with the learning center. We'll find it still standing, well looked after. That was a feeling I got, that yeah. there was community involvement. Yes. And it was also not a case of what it, what, what we wanted to give them. Yes. We met with the school and said, yeah. what do you want? Exactly. And, and mm. they said, this is what we need. Yes. This is what will help us. Yes. Um, Professor, mm. the other thing yeah. that we, well, you spoke, you spoke about mm. you were very moved by yeah. the, um, yeah. that, um, the governing body's spokesperson. Yes. Yeah. I was particularly moved yeah. by your speech. Yes. And it resonated because mm. you yourself come from a mm. rural school. That's right, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about your school yeah. and what it meant to you to mm. be in 
by Hanyane. Yeah. Look, uh, the setup, the only difference was that there were big biobab trees. You know, I joked with the school principal. I said, look, your school reminds me of my school. The only difference is that you've got these two big biobab trees. Look, I come from a village in the Hamanskral area. Um, our schools in, in our area, uh, our village, uh, was not p- built by the government. Uh, villagers had to pay the so-called building, uh, building fee for the building fund. And my primary school had three classrooms. So two grades shared a classroom. If you wanted to do R, A, E, O, U, then you don't want to disturb the other group. The teacher would take this group and will go under, under a tree. And we had dreams, you know. So when I looked at those kids, it brought, it brought back memories. I knew early on that I wanted to be a lawyer. Even when I was doing the R A E O U, and I look at those uh, the humble setting there at Anyani High School, it reminded me of where I came from. My high school was in 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 a bush, but now there are RDP houses. You know the villagers from different villages put money together to set up that high school. And they wanted each kid from each village to walk to school. So it was in the center, right in the bush. That is where we went to school. And we had dreams. So when I looked at that school and I looked at the commitment of the school, you know, principal and the teachers and those young minds, you know, I was like, there are many Professor Litokwampedi there because they have got dreams. And I have no doubt with this initiative, you know, we are going to help those kids realize their dreams or at least get motivated. How hard is it to leave a rural area and move into an urban? <laughs> it's hard because there are things that people take for granted, you know. I mean, coming from a village, um, uh, I remember touching a CD for the first time, you know, as an adult, I was a university student and my friends laughed because they came from urban areas, you know, they had sets of CDs. My first CD uh, which is one of the experiences I remember coming to an urban era. It was Brian Adams. Uh, it was a single, Have You Ever Loved a Woman? And you know how I got it? Uh, one of the cigarette companies, I'm not promoting cigarettes, had a progress, uh, a program competition where you collect this crest. You collect, I think, five. And you put it on a sheet, uh, they had a form. And you take it to one of these music uh, selling uh, shops, which is closed now, sadly. Then you get that CD. So I chose that one. That was my experience. For others, they took these things for granted. For me, coming from a village, owning a CD, I had to earn it that way. So it's just one of those things, but it can be daunting. It can be daunting. Yeah. So what advice, I mean, when I spoke... Yeah. yeah. I spoke about the fact that people tend to mm. think, and please correct me if I'm yeah, wrong, yeah. that there's a linear movement mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. kind of cult and heritage and tradition uh, and education, right. as well as a linear movement between mm. rural and urban areas. Right. But in my mind, mm-hmm. it's actually a spiral road yeah. where the two keep need to keep connecting That's so right. we can grow forward. That's right. Do you feel mm. that people lose their heritage and connection to their home when yeah. they are urbanized? Yeah, I, I agree with you because um, I, 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 I come from a, a village and I feel bad that I hardly visit. Uh, I do visit, but you know, I take some time because of my duties. Uh, when people become urbanized, the tendency is to adopt uh, some of the urban ways of life, that communal thing of sharing disappears because in urban areas it's like everyone for himself type of mentality and then people lose their 
village roots, which are more about sharing mutual respect, caring, and so on. And that pains me because we are raised, you know, in such a way that we should look after each other, share. But when you come to urban areas, and I don't blame people because you approach anyone with suspicion already because people learn the hard way. It's something that we need to deal with. I don't know how. But uh, it's up to us, people who are in urban areas, when we go back to our roots, to show that you can take uh, Litlokwa out of a village, but you can never take the village out of Litlokwa. You know, yeah, I won't go into anything. I was for a second thinking of going into something political and, and yeah. I talk about Alex, but yeah. I won't. I won't go yeah. there. Prof. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, mm. that struck me, yeah. uh, and I was so moved by, yeah. w- w- you spoke earlier about the baobab tree and actually on the news yes, earlier, they were yes, also yes, referring yes, yes. to the new crown mm. taking inspiration mm. from the baobab tree. Yeah. And there's something so amazing and solid about that tree that talks yeah. to its ancient roots. Yeah. And you walked in and you said, yeah. wisdom is like the baobab tree. Yeah. It takes, I think, more than yeah. some one person yeah. to embrace, to embrace it. it. Yeah. 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 And that for me was also so symbolic mm. of that event. Yeah. That all of us, it was a partnership between mm. Hanyani's school, between mm. UJ, between the Jewish Board of Deputies mm. to ensure that education mm. takes mm. place. Mm. And I felt that, that it added almost like a, I want to say spiritual, but yeah, yeah. some kind of mm. different perspective to yeah. it. Yeah. No, no, I agree with you. I mean, um, y- y- you know, uh, that African saying is, is, is deep. And if we could embrace it, you know, we can make a difference. We all bring different um, skills, you know, knowledge and so on. If we identify a need and we come together, I mean, we can make a huge difference. That's why I say I wish more people out there can come together and identify, especially villages like this one, schools like this one, and help them. Imagine if mm, there are many similar partnerships, the difference that will make will take, will will do a lot and will take, um, you know, um, forgotten villages forward, will give young men and young girls, particularly young girls, hope to continue to dream. And remember the words that I used there about caring, and I referred to a song where uh, I mentioned, you know, where there's a line that if you think no one cares, I said on that day, look at what is happening. Uh, the SAJB uh, D cares, UJ cares, and, and the school itself, you know, for that young person. So that was so beautiful. So yeah. the, the song you quoted, right, and I wrote mm. it down, is Children Hold On To Your Dreams yes. by William Howard. That's right, yeah. And it was Someone Cares. Yes. There yeah. is love. And I think you commented on the fact that the, mm. the, the signage outside yes. the school was yes. donated with love by the Jewish community. That's right. That's right. We are just going to touch on something very quickly and just move yeah. off this just because you said it. And yeah. I, I'd be happy to have you as a guest again. Yes, But please. when you, you mm. gave that idiom, that um, mm. African saying mm. about the baobab trees. Yeah. You mentioned, and I was like so excited because yeah, yeah. I was like wondering what I was going to say, and then you gave me that quote, and yeah. I was like, "Ah, oh, this is all coming together yeah, now." Yeah, yeah. Prof, you are writing a book. That's right. On African sayings. Yes, Tell it's me. it's called "From the Baobab to the Mosquito." Wow. Rethinking leadership through African sayings. Actually, today when I go back to the office, I'm going to email uh, the manuscript to the editor. I got the editor's comments. We are on track. 
It's expected to hit the stores or the shelves um, in November. That book, you know, it consists of a collection of various African things, and I've grouped them nicely, and I analyze them, and I talk about them. You know, there's sayings about mentorship, there's sayings about wisdom, about caring, you know, and so on. And I think it's time for us as leaders to go back to basics, because there's so much wisdom right here in Africa, right here in South Africa. So how did you collate it? Yeah, um, this has been work in progress. You know, I was a dean, yes. and one former dean said to me, uh, now that you are dean, you are going to give many speeches. Sometimes you get called on short notice to give a speech, but you must be inspiring at all times. And I always, you know, went back to the African things that I grew up with. And people would be moved. Actually, several professors said to me, please write a list of these things for us because we get so inspired. In South Africa and, and globally. I remember one, you know, when, that I used for colleagues to come and visit Africa, you know, and people were so moved. So I started collecting them. Then I wrote a piece in the Mail and Guardian about leadership lessons from African things. Their reception, you know, uh, was so big. I felt so inspired. And then a publisher wrote to me, said, she, this publisher said, I've been looking for an author. Can you write this book? I said, I've got no reason not to do it. And as they say, the rest is history. I hope that it will be well received. Well, Professor, you said you need to be inspiring. You inspired yeah. me then. You've oh, inspired you. me again. Thank you. So we just want to say thank you for the partnership. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. And, you know, as I said then, the, mm. the, I don't know if the word is the motto or the mm. dictum of mm. University of Johannesburg yeah. is the future reimagined. reimagined right. And yeah. I can't think of a better example of mm. the future being mm. reimagined yeah. at Hayani School yeah. in Kwakwani mm. in the northernmost part of Limpopo. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. That was a Vice-Chancellor and Principal of the University of Johannesburg, Professor Litloka Mpedi.